Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the American Experiment podcast. Today we are going to uh, do something very exciting. We are going to announce the winner of the 2023 Golden Turkey Award. We've done a show already uh, weeks ago on the nominees. It, the, the votes have been tabulated. We've been uh, taking votes on the internet for, for, for a month or so. We've got about 3,000 people that weighed in and voted. And we have the winners today. Joining me to help uh, announce this wonderful award is Bill Glahn from an undisclosed location. So he's on the, he's on the Zoom. Um, uh, so let's just do it. I mean, let's just go from top to bottom. From bottom to top, we'll build suspense. Um, we'll get the drum set in here and do drum rolls maybe. But uh, um, as you know, for, for, for purposes of introduction, the Golden Turkey Award is given annually to the silliest spending, the most wasteful spending project of the year. We do this somewhat for fun. It's fun to do these things, but also to make a serious point that state government, county government, federal government, all these levels of government spend way too much money and they spend on projects that are that are silly, wasteful, um, I don't know, annoying, grading. I mean, just the, it's your money and they're spending it without a care. And we want to point that out. One way to point that out is to have some fun and hand out this Golden Turkey Award every year. So this is our third or fourth year doing it. I believe this is our fifth award. Uh, first year we did two. We were so excited about it. And then we also have a Hall of Fame Award uh, inductee, that being the Southwest Light Rail uh, plant, uh, uh, Transit Project, which we just put in the Hall of Fame because it would win every year if we nominated it because it's an ongoing you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in a, in a boondoggle. Uh, okay, with that introduction to the Golden Turkey Award, let's go through the uh, the voting. Uh, in fourth place, uh, you know, it's always good to be nominated, right? You know, hey, it's just an honor to be nominated, right? So fourth place winner, didn't win, uh, came in fourth, was the Flying Squirrel Research Grant. Um, and this was, if you remember, the the, the legislature gave $186,000 to the U- University of Minnesota Duluth to study flying squirrels, uh, the northern flying squirrel, the southern flying squirrel, um, and, and Bill, we had to close an important research gap in our knowledge of flying squirrels. And so we needed this money. Uh, uh, this was the lowest dollar amount on the list of nominees. And we thought we try to have a nominee always that's that the dollar amount's not a lot. It's not hundreds of millions of dollars, but that doesn't matter. It's the, it's the, it's the aggravation factor of why are we spending this money and $186,000 is still a lot of money, but compared to these other nominees, it's a small dollar amount. But I think people... They, they, they didn't maybe get that part of it, and they voted. They didn't vote for this because it's not very big dollar amount, but I think it's such a waste of money to study flying squirrels in the state of Minnesota. Well, the good news is, at least for the flying squirrels, that despite the, their nomination to the Golden Turkey Award, they're still going to get the money. So the, the body of knowledge that worldwide mankind will have at its disposal about the flying squirrel will still expand as a result of this grant. And so uh, Rocky, Rocky was the flying squirrel. Bullwinkle is the moose. Do I have that correct? Yeah. So, so, so Rocky is still going to get his money. They're still going to study this flying squirrel and it's all still going to go ahead. And, and again, it was worthy of a, of a nomination for sure. But as we're going to hear, there were way, way worse monies uh, spent on way stupider stuff. Yes, there were. Okay. Drum roll, please. Moving on to third place. Coming in third place. Twelve million dollar governor's mansion uh, remodel, um, and and this I think this in other years maybe this would have done better, but with because of the strong uh, field, uh, this this project came in third place. Uh, you know this is this whole discussion of you win the race to be a governor. There's some security issues for sure. We have to protect a governor from crazy people, and 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 so you you've got to have protection. You got to have a place to live while you're serving as governor. Um, 
in the fifties or so, I can't remember fifties or forties or whenever she did sixties, maybe Olivia Dodge, a wealthy uh, St. Paul person donated her home on summit Avenue to the state to be used as a place where the governor's family could live. Um, and now it's, it's in disrepair, but man, oh man, it was a $7 million project that became a $12 million project. Do we really even need a governor's mansion on Summit Avenue for the governor? I think that's the bigger question here as we nominated this project. Right, Bill? Yeah, well, as we discussed the last time we did this topic, uh, you and I have both been in the building. There's nothing. It's a nice building. Yep. Thank you, ma'am, for donating it all those decades ago. But there's nothing really worth preserving. And if you know anything about geography of St. Paul, the mansion's nowhere near the Capitol. If you know anything about the real estate market in St. Paul, this building is not worth $12 million. So we should have just torn it down, put a new building, much more useful building in its footprint, or donated it to the Salvation Army or something useful. It's just a complete waste of money. And you're right. I think in other years, this might have had a real shot at winning. And again, as we keep getting deeper and deeper into this project, people are realizing it's not worth the money. It's uh, nobody can understand why it's costing so much money. And we all know it'll be twice as much. It'll be 20, 25 million before they're all done with it. Yeah, it's just typical. Everything costs more for some reason when the government's paying for it. You know, this the HVAC. Well, we got to redo the HVAC. Okay, redo the HVAC on a house on Snelling. It, it's not millions of dollars. You know, it's 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 thousands of dollars. It's tens of thousands of dollars. But in government, it's some for some reason, it's got to be millions and We'll never understand it. Uh, probably never be at that level to make those decisions. Um, okay, the runner-up. And again, in another year, this would have been the winner. If past history is in indicative of future results in Golden Turkey Awards, transit projects, trains, buses, uh, bus stops, uh, rest stops have done very well in Golden Turkey uh, voting. This one we thought would be the winner uh, if I predicted it when we started. And as a matter of fact, the, when the voting opened, it raced off to a lead. And this, I'm talking about the Minnesota, the Northern Lights Express train from Minneapolis to Duluth. Uh, we're going to replace the train that we stopped running in the 80s because no one was riding it. We're going to try again, and we're going to force a train uh, on the Amtrak, the Amtrak train from Minneapolis to Duluth. We're going to do it at a, a below average uh, time, <laughs> over two, two hours, and an uh, above average cost, you know, be 35 bucks one way um, and expect people to ride this thing to Duluth. Stop at the casino on the way. Maybe they'll get some people to ride it to the casino. You got to take a shuttle over to the casino to gamble, then ride it back. Uh, another another transit train boondoggle that in any other year would have, I think, won the uh, Golden Turkey Award. $194.5 million. That's just the state share. The feds are going to kick in mi hundreds of millions more. Uh, I think it's a, is that a, I can't remember the split. I think that might be an 80, 20 split. So this thing's going to be really expensive by the time it's done and, and unnecessary. Well, yeah, we talked about this before. It's not the train of nowhere because it goes to Duluth. People want to go to Duluth, but once you get there, you don't have a car, you're in the middle of town. It's pretty useless. And you, you mentioned the dollar amount. So we'll talk about, you know, you've, you've by process of elimination announced the winner. This will be end up, on a dollar basis, be more money, I think, than the state office building rebuild. Once you account for all the operating subsidies and all the ongoing cost of replacing rolling stock. So 
in terms of uh, net present value of the dollars, this is probably the most expensive uh, boondoggle. We will get the least out of it. Nobody's going to be taking this train up there. It'll be skeleton passengers unless there's some big event. But uh, people love their trains. I've never understood this fascination in the 21st century with 19th century transportation solutions. So people think this is a big win. Amtrak couldn't make this run, abandoned the route back in the 1980s for lack of interest among their passengers. But we're going to bring it back because transit, trains, global warming, it's one of these solutions in search of a problem. And again, people say, oh, the feds are putting up uh, yeah. most of the money. But I can tell you, Bill... I know for a fact that you and me pay more in federal taxes than we yeah. do in state taxes. No, no, no. But Somehow this won't be, we just forget about that. This won't be the Minnesota part of the federal taxes. This is going to be the Georgia and the California mm. and the Florida and the Texas part of federal taxes. We got to get our fair share from the federal government. And we're a net loser when it comes to f federal money spent in states, you know, blah, 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 blah. Of course, we're a net loser because we don't have military bases here. You know, that's that's pretty much the the, 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 the calculation. But well, you know, we're going to get our fair share from Georgia yeah. residents. The federal government is $33 trillion in debt and rising. It's, it's going up at an alarming rate because we, we got rid of this idea of the debt ceiling. So it's 33. No society, you can adjust it for population, size of the economy, inflation, however you want to adjust it. No civilization in the history of the planet has ever been this broke. Nope. And the idea that we can just keep borrowing more and more money for these shiny baubles like the train to Duluth is all going to end in tears. All right, well said. Uh, leads us to our winner, the winner of the 2023 Golden Turkey Award from Center of the American Experiment is, drumroll please, the new state office building. Now, when we sat here weeks ago, a month ago or so, and unveiled the nominees, this was, I think, a $454 million projected cost. Uh, and the first time in the history of Golden Turkey Awards, a project that was nominated grew in, in increased in cost during the voting period. So this this project, the reason it won, one of the many reasons it won is it's a really huge boondoggle, and it's a politicians building a palace for themselves um, at a huge amount of money. But it, but it actually made the news while the vote was open. So the other projects had no shot. Uh, the first big news was that, you know, because of the way they, they funded it, without a vote on the floor of the House or the Senate, to basically protect themselves from voting to build this, this new office building for themselves. And we don't have time to go into that again, but it was a shady, lack of transparency process, similar to what they did with the Senate office building. They, they, because they didn't do it the right way, they have to pay a higher interest cost on the debt. And so a $458 million project could have interest costs of up to $275 million. That was some new reporting that came out after we nominated it. So we had to adjust the press releases for the cost is now up to $729 million. Um, of course, the, the, the promoters of the project say that's unfair. And, uh, you know, we may we may pay it off early, so we may not pay all that interest. Well, well, since when do we book things on we may pay it off early? By the way, we never pay things off early in state government. Uh, we just we just run off the debt service every year um, and we use the, any new money we have. We, we, we pay on new projects. So the, the first thing that happened was the debt service came out at two hundred seventy five million added to the cost of the project, um, which really, that's when the voting overtook the Northern Lights Express. Uh, we were watching it in the back end of the computer, and and the, the voting overturned, overtook it and never looked back. It is still the closest vote we've had, though, on Golden Turkey. I should note, I should, I should say that. 
usually the golden turkey so far has been kind of consensus. When we put four nominees up, one is the consensus. And the original consensus was Nordlights Express, but then this became the consensus. But it got to 44% of the total vote. So it didn't get to 50, but uh, more, one of the closer votes, uh, the, cl- the closest vote we've had in the five uh, awards we've given away. The second thing that happened, you wrote about, Bill, in, in a blog post, which again blew up the voting, and that is the design of this thing includes a balcony. Can you explain the balcony and, the, and kind of the genesis of that? Yeah, well, I was doing some research on the project, and you you described it correctly. This was described as a five hundred million rounding off, five hundred million dollar capital project, which for something that really isn't needed, there's no lack of office space. Forget downtown St. Paul in the Capitol complex. There are buildings where the whole floor is empty because people don't work at in St. Paul anymore. They all work from home, and they're there's no need for new office space in St. Paul. So they took this half billion dollar project, which would have been bad enough, and did this really squirrely way of, no offense to the flying squirrels, really <laughs> squirrely way of uh, financing it by contracting with this uh, private Wall Street bank to borrow the money at a fairly high interest rate, which has now made it into a three quarters of a billion dollar project. And we all know before it's done, it'll be over a billion dollars by the time they get off finish paying and all the problems they discover or whatever the reason is. But digging into this, uh, some of our competitors, if you will, in the alternative media did some data requests and dug into this stuff and and found the interest costs that are really driving this. And that got reported, but I was digging into this and I started looking at the, at the presentations made of the project to varying uh, bodies like the house rules committee or something called the, Capital Area Architecture Board, and discovered, talking to people about this little feature where there's the original building built during the Depression as a put-people-to-work project. There's no architectural value to it, but they're keeping that building. They're adding two more buildings to it in that uh, what's now a city park, and one of the new buildings has this amazing feature. It's got, however you want to call it, a, a balcony, a reviewing platform, a terrace. The, I've heard the Italian word loggia used to oh, yeah. describe this outdoor, indoor space where our the potentates who run Minnesota can look out over the uh, peasants and, and wave. wave to the adoring throngs. Yes. And I've, I've been told this was added at the uh, request. I don't have any documentary proof of this, but I've heard from people who are in the room who say that House Democrats uh, added this feature, which added to the cost of the project. There's no need for an outdoor terrace in the middle of Minnesota uh, that you could only use for maybe 30 days a year. Uh, but they're going to have their reviewing platform for the May Day Parade. It's all locked in. You I, can see I can, it in the architectural I, plans. I, I was not surprised at all to read about this when you when you kind of broke this. If you if you've hung around the state capitol at all. They're, you know, when they redid the state capitol, they, 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 there is a loggia. They love to use that word loggia uh, at the state capitol, and it's a balcony that overlooks the the the, the courtyard or the the lawn of everything. I guess as that south facing uh, capitol view, 
and so they, it's a really cool space, and they open it up like once or twice a year, and it buzzes through the Capitol. The loggia's open. The loggia's open. Let's go to the loggia. Let's walk outside and be on the ca- on the balcony and look down at people, and it's really cool. So I can just imagine when they're planning this new building for the state house that the house leadership was like, we got to build ourselves a loggia, and we'll have it open more than a couple times a year. Like the Capitol, they only do it a couple times. We'll have it open a lot, uh, and we can we can have our own. We can look across ba- and you can, you can see them. They'll be able to see the different balconies from the different buildings there. So I'm not surprised at all by this. This is the arrogance of these leaders that uh, that do this kind of stuff. It was very similar to when they renovated the Capitol, uh, very similar when they built the Senate office building. You see a lot of personal arrogance and uh, their own personal opinions. And these buildings are built for other people, for, for future generations, for future leaders. You should be there for a few years. It's not for you. But these guys get in there and they build it for themselves. Like they're going to occupy these offices for the next 10 or 15 years. And, and then many of them, maybe they end up will doing, be, end up doing that. But anyway, I wanted well, you to said add, it's gonna, go well, ahead. You said it's going to be open. Open for whom? Not you and me. We're well, never going to have access. If you read the architectural plans, if you read the floor plans, that – Loggia is only accessible through space that is uh, security limited to house staff and members only. So it's not like the general public's ever going to have access to see this tremendous view of the Capitol. It's just a waste of you know a couple million dollars, however much this feature added to the overall cost. Taxpayers pay for it. Somebody else is going to have the benefit of it for a few days a year. It's just you know, again, mind blowing. But back to the back to the you mentioned the vote being very close. So I kind of feel like maybe we even have one of these John Oliver situations. If you watch the HBO show he does on, I think it's Sunday nights, he got involved in this uh, competition for the new, the New Zealanders were voting on their favorite bird, okay. and uh, he and he decided to weigh in and 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 stuff the ballot box. That he uh, he picked his favorite bird his and got microphone. people from, you know, got people from around the world to vote for. It was anybody could vote. All you needed was an email address, just like our vote. Mm-hmm. All you needed was an email address, so anybody in the world could vote. So you got people all over the world to vote for his favorite bird. Stuffed the ballot box, and his bird overwhelmed the votes of native New Zealanders. And I kind of feel like maybe the Capitol's done that to us. You know that they put all this news out about how this cost had ballooned by fifty percent and how all the features, these floor to ceiling windows and this outdoor balcony space. And, you know, I feel a little bad for the train to Duluth. It, the it the got timing out. is suspicious. Now yeah, that you bring yeah, I it wonder, up. They, they have stuffed the ballot box, you know, that you know, this, this looked like it was going to be a slam dunk win for the train to Duluth. And now yep. these, uh, the folks uh, in charge of this project in St. Paul have, have flooded the zone with all this news and, and tipped the balance. So, uh, toward their project. Mm. It's sus, as the kids would say. Yeah, I, I, it's suspicious timing. Let me do one other thing that, in, from, again, from your reporting, I did not know this. I've never seen this uh, memo, but I think it's a great memo uh, sent by on April 11th, 2023, by Representative Isaac Schultz, a House Republican member of the Capital Area Architectural Board. Uh, he sent this to the board asking some really important questions about this uh, building and the construction of it. Um, mainly about, you know, like, why, why are we, what's with the physical footprint? Why are we moving into the park and taking up all that land in Leif Erikson Park to the north? You know, why, what consider, uh, what consideration was given to the blueprints using the current footprint? Why didn't we build up, you know, instead of out? He asked that question. Um, he said, what, from focus, focus working groups of the state office building, who suggested expanding the footprint? Um, 
you know, could the top principles of need be met using the current footprint? Um, what would the cost estimates be if we only use the current footprint? Um, he says, we have other offices in there besides the house. Were they consulted? Could we have moved them somewhere else in the Capitol? Maybe we could have found a new spot for them if we, and we didn't need all this space. You know, um, other other questions he asked, you know, what consideration was given to taking the building up? Up, well, I already said that, up rather than out. Uh, were any architects, other architects consulted on the proposal? What public engagement members were taken? None, as far as I can see. Uh, this is the House Rules Committee, very hush-hush. So he raised these very important questions, and you you found this memo and wrote about it. Has he gotten answers to these? I wonder if they're if they're, if they're going to ignore him because they're really good questions on why there was other ways. By the way, I'll ask one more: Why not tear the whole thing down and build a new building? The Senate we, we office building was built for ninety million dollars just a few years ago, and, and people criticized the heck out of that. Elections were lost over that ninety million dollars, but that was brand new. There's a lot that became. A building for 90 million. I mean, at, at this point, I'd love it if they just did that again instead of spending 729. So, is, is, is Isaac Schultz got any answers to his questions? Yeah, I called him up uh, last week and asked him uh, when I found this letter. I called him up. He uh, just a little background. He is a freshman state representative from Northern Minnesota. He is the sole Republican House member on this thing called the Capital Area Architecture Board, and. He was sitting through these presentations and, and had all these questions. And so while this building is being rebuilt and new buildings added on to it, they're moving all of the members and house staff to another building in the state complex called the Centennial Office Building. And uh, Bill, I know you and I have been in that building many times, mm -hmm. the Centennial Building. It's roughly the same distance from the Capitol yeah. as the state office building. I didn't think of that. Uh, it's about the same distance, so people aren't going to have a longer commute between the Capitol and their and their office for the next couple of years. And there's a tunnel. They are there's a tunnel, so they don't even have to get wet or cold or hot, mm -hmm. uh, depending on the weather. So it's all connected by tunnels, about the same distance. They're moving all these, you know, couple hundred people to this other building without dislodging a single bureaucrat. That building already had huge amounts of empty space. Yeah. Because all the state bureaucrats work from home now. Yeah. They don't come to St. Paul to do their jobs. So why wasn't that the solution? We already yeah. have an empty office building a few yards away that we're going to use anyway for the next two or three years while this new project is built. Why not have that be the permanent solution? Why not have that be the new, oh, we'll just use this other building, turn the whole thing into a public park. But uh, you know, Isaac, uh, Representative Schultz has not gotten answers to these questions. And they're great questions because as he's been involved, and he's only been involved in this thing for, you know, since he got elected back last November, but he's been involved in this for about a year. And when he first got involved as a member of this board, they were talking about a much, much smaller project. They yeah. were talking about a project just to rehab the existing building, which was still horrifically expensive, a couple hundred million dollars. But Somewhere along the way, the project more from uh, we're going to fix the existing building to doubling its footprint, taking over this public park, more than doubling the initial cost of it. And now with the uh, stupid way they're financing it through this investment bank, it's having the effect of tripling the in initial cost of it. So, you know, the, again, the train had no chance, you know, the, and the, this for thing all just those reasons getting, getting worse. And the more we learn about it, the more we dig into it, the celebrity architect they hire to design it, all the features. 
you know, talking to Representative Schultz, he was pointing out they're doubling the footprint of the existing building, supposedly to add all this extra stuff. But they're not at the end of the day, they're going to end up with the same number of public hearing rooms, the same number of seats in those hearing rooms. The capacity of serving the public won't increase by a single person. But yet we're going to have twice as much space. Well, all that extra space is going for the benefit of bureaucrats. And and you've been around long enough to at least heard the stories until the 1970s, state reps and state senators, their office was their desk on the right. floor of the chamber. Right. They didn't have a separate office. They had a desk on the floor. And that's how they operated for the few months they were actually in residence at the Capitol. And, and there so are states keep- that still do it that way. Yeah, and then and there are states that only meet every other year, and yeah. somehow they're thriving with the much higher growth rates than we are. But it's all bureaucrats all the time. And you were pointing it out. This isn't built for the benefit of the state or the taxpayer. This is built for their own personal creature comforts because somebody else is paying for it. And for all those reasons, as articulated by you, Bill, the state office building at $729 million wins the 2023 American Experiment Golden Turkey Award. Watch for a really good write-up in our next issue of Thinking Minnesota Magazine that'll come out in, in January. And uh, that's all the time we have on this podcast on Golden Turkey. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I'm Bill Walsh.